0: LittleHigher.com. This week we read the last parasha of the book of Aikra, Behukotai, and in this parasha, uh, God promises quite clearly that if we keep our commandments, if we keep His commandments, uh, He will reward us in this world. It says, if you follow Follow my statutes and observe my commandments and perform them i will give you rains in that in that in their time the land will yield its products and the tree of the field will give forth its fruit and then he continues to give us many more other rewards and, and promises that god has for us like good health and children and, and all the goodness that a person could have in this world what we pray for every day this is the promise that god gives us if we keep the torah so the question we will be delving into this week's uh, class is if god promises reward fulfilling our physical needs when keeping the commandments in uh, of the torah such as rain and food and all our needs then why do our sages make it clear that the reward of our mitzvahs is not in this world but in the world to come and this is one of the tenets of the fundamental tenets of Jewish faith is that any goodness that we receive in this world really is not a reward from our fulfillment of the Torah and mitzvot it's just it's just a, a way of Hashem telling us thank you for what we do uh, but in reality the reward will come in uh, when we leave this world uh, we a person comes to this world he lives the amount of time he's gonna live and depending on his performance of a uh, Torah and mitzvot in this world this is where uh, what he's gonna gain in the world to come so Rabbi Rabbi Don itsaka Barbanel who was one of the biggest commentators of the Torah uh, uh, in his commentary of this parish he, he Says, why do all the promises and rewards of the Torah pertain to physical matters? As mentioned in this covenant at the beginning of the hukotai, why are we not promised completeness of soul and reward of the soul? Why are we not promised menuha, peace of mind? Why are we not promised to have the yearning to connect to God? Why are we not promised a spirituality? We, uh, which which really this is what it's given to us when we die so in as much as the soul is the ultimate purpose of man his true success and essential goodness are, uh, and he says our enemies uh, in, uh, in yeshayahu it says our enemies have laid siege to the gate and with this verse using it to deny that there is spiritual reward for a jew after death so furthermore, how is it possible for the crops to produce their yield according to the observant of, observance of the commandments? So how can it be that if a Jew is keeping Torah and mitzvot, then the, the, there's gonna be rain and the crops are gonna grow. And this is actually it's in the land of Israel, these blessings that will come. It's not talking about the rest of the world, it's talking about the land of Israel. So Abarbanel, eh, puts together seven answers to this question from the teachings of our sages that come from, from the Gemara, from the Talmud, from the Mishnah, and here he, we chose two, two teachings uh, <clears throat> of two different sages, and the first one is the Rambam, who explains that the Torah isn't speaking of reward per se. This is his commentary, this is his explanation. Rather, he explains that the ultimate reward for keeping Torah and mitzvahs is not rain or food, but something far more spiritual and deeper. When a person keeps the Torah in a wholesome and holy way for the sake of heaven, he will experience a completeness of soul and revelation of the world to come in his lifetime. So, in other words, when we commit ourselves to keeping the the Torah and the mitzvot, which are actually Hashem's will, this is what God wants, he promises to make it easier for us to continue uh, keeping his Torah and his mitzvot, and that's why he doesn't make us suffer with a drought and that the, and the land is not producing and sickness and other things that will take our our energy and our capacity to sit and learn and, and, and Torah and do mitzvot. So the Rambam writes, the reward for the mitzvah and the good that we will merit if we observe the path of God as prescribed by the Torah is the world to come so why does the Torah have to delineate it to us in a way in which if you observe the Torah laws you will acquire such and such and if you don't observe the Torah then this is what will happen to you because it gives us all these blessings and if we don't keep them then there's these all these uh, admonishments that the, the that the Torah gives us that really are read very in a very low voice in shul and very fast like people don't even listen to them because they're horrible. But in reality, these admonitions are not a, a punishment, in reality, they're blessings in disguise. So we're not gonna go there, that's a complete different class, but here we're uh, concentrating in why would Hashem give us reward for our uh, keeping the Torah and the mitzvot in this world. So Hashem had to create a system of cause and effect so we can have free will, and in reality, the, the Torah is the tree of the tree of life. It's a, it's a guide to our life. It tells us how to live in the, in the best way. It teaches us how we can function in, in our utmost capacity. It is through the Torah. When a person is not living a true Torah life, he's not living up to his potential. He's really, It's like if you buy an Apple TV and you put it in your home and you don't have patience to read the manual, then you're gonna know how to turn it on and off and maybe look for the the channel you like. And that's about it but if you take your time to read the manual of this new tv you're gonna find many features that this tv has that if you don't read the manual you would never know you can access such amount of of, uh, amenities in a tv like you can turn off the lights of your house and turn them on at certain times and it can tell you what you're missing in your refrigerator and there's tons of things that a TV can do today that 20 years or 10 years or even five years ago a TV was a TV it was on and off and volume up volume down and then the channel you move the channel and that was it but today TVs are like a living entity they give you music today there's TVs that they're like art pieces in the living room and they only become a TV when you want to watch a movie and so and so on so the same thing is with us Hashem gave us life. He put a soul inside of our bodies, and the way in which we can get through life is by reading this manual. And when we read the manual, then we will be able to live our lives to the fullest, and we'll be able to fulfill the purpose for which we were created. But if we don't tap into the Torah, then we have no idea of all this potential we have and, 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 and all, all the reasons why we're here. So the Rambam also writes, in addition were promised by the Torah that if we fulfill it with joy and good spirit and meditate on his wisdom at all times, God will remove all the obstacles that prevent us from fulfilling it. So laziness, or or bad eyesight, or whatever it is that doesn't allow you to fulfill the Torah, eh, like famine or sickness or anything that wouldn't allow you to be able to fulfill it, Hashem will remove it so you can eh, keep, keep the Torah and learn the torah so furthermore the rambam also emphasizes that our sole motivation on fulfilling the torah and mitzvot should be to serve god for for god's sake like we should not serve do do mitzvot and fulfill and learn torah for our own um aggrandizement or our own um, self-benefit we should do it really for Hashem it should be leshem shamayim it should be for the sake of heaven this should be the Kavana this should be the intention when we're keeping the Torah the reward is part of the system it is enclosed in the system the Torah comes with cause and consequence it's created like that it's a system so in reality the Torah is the blueprint of creation it comes before we, we were even created Hashem created the Torah first this is the first thing that came to his mind and he created the Jewish people to be able to fulfill his purpose we are part of that Torah like when he thought about the Torah he already had the Jewish people in mind so the blessings will come because this is how it works but our motivation comes from our own free will it is up to us, free will is to want, that's it. If you want to follow, or you don't want to follow, that's your free will. If you want to follow the Torah, if you say, yes, you know what, I should live like a Jew, I was born as a Jew, there's a reason I'm a Jewish person, you know what, And this is the system, this is what Hashem gave us, this is what is expected of me, and you come to that realization, then the, you're living up to what, the truth. And this is how it should be approached so so it says the Rambam continues saying one who serves God out of love occupies himself in the Torah and the mitzvot and walks in the paths of wisdom for no ulterior motive not because of fear that evil will befall him rather he does what is true because it is true we should not keep the torah thinking if i keep the torah there's reward for me this is the reason I, I i'm keeping it this is for me what it's about me you know so many people won't do anything for anybody if there's not nothing they gain from that whatever they're gonna do like if a friend comes and tells him can you lend me money okay so how much interest are you gonna pay me like they're always thinking what is in there for me and if there's nothing in there for me then I won't help this is what the Rambam is telling us this is not the right approach we should keep the Torah regardless of the of the rewards the rewards are part of the system they're there because it's part of of of, of how it's made it's it's the cause and the consequence the cause and the effect but the ultimate uh, realization is that we should keep the Torah for the sake of God This type of service is accredited to Abraham Avinu, whom God described as he who loved me, and uh, for his service was only motivated by love. The only thing he wanted to do was show Hashem he loved him. This is the higher level of love when we do things for god because we want him to know that we love him but not because we want to earn reward so um, although this level is not an easy one to attain really he was called a chariot of god because he was not separate from god he was an extension of god in this world he never saw himself as something separate from god he saw himself as part of hashem one must emulate his forefathers you know we're not sadikim and very far away from them and hashem doesn't expect us to be like them, because we're not made like them, we're made like normal human beings, with all these issues that we have, each person on their own, but what we can do is we can learn about these sadiqim. This, uh, get books of sadiqim, read them, learn from them, emulate their ways, And in that way, you're gonna be ingrained in that way of thinking, and you're gonna be able to go a step higher. So the second approach given by Abarbanel is the opinion of Rabbi Abraham Ibn Ezra, who says, in my opinion, the Torah was given to everyone and not one individual alone matters of the world to come will not be understood by by one in a thousand for they are very deep like to to understand what's gonna be after we die it's too too abstract for everybody like who knows? We, how can we know what's gonna be when we when we live? We believe because we believe. We're believers, childrens of believers, and there are certain people in this world who are in a very very spiritual high level that understand these matters. But as as a Rabbi Abraham Ibn Ezra he says that it's one in a, in a thousand. So imagine. So the Kelia Car who is another commentator explains on this of the of Ibn Ezra that the opinion of, of, of Ibn Ezra is that it is difficult for people to imagine such, such spiritual reward, because we are corporeal people, we are material people, it's very hard to tap into spiritual matters and understand spiritual reward, because for us for us, a reward is that we did good business this month, that our family is healthy, that we have a home where we can live happily, where we have everything we need. That is, for us, reward in this world. But in reality, if you look at it, it's all physical. It's your body, it's your health, it's your the people you love. It's not a spiritual uh, reward. We cannot even tap into spiritual reward because we can't can't even understand what that means so so it says here this is why the Torah hits such spiritual matters from the masses due to their lack of intellectual refinement with this opinion one can understand that the physical reward given to us for keeping the Torah are the way of God showing us a watered-down version that we could appreciate so Hashem sometimes has to come down to our level so we can relate to him so we can relate to what he wants from us is like a teacher. A teacher is gonna give a class on a certain matter. And suddenly he has kids that are in fifth grade. So he cannot expound the matter, all his knowledge that he knows about what he's gonna teach them because the the minds of these children are not intellectually mature enough to be able to understand the whole concept so what he has to do is he has to bring it down to their level and teach it in their level so they can grasp the concept but the teacher knows much much more than what he's teaching these children so the same way Hashem he, 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 he dilutes the blessings in a way that we can become a, a, we can feel that we understand this world, but it is so we can have a relationship with him, so we can get near to him, because if he's so far 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 away from us and he's so big and so untouchable, then how can we ever uh, live up to, to his story and his mitzvot if we cannot relate to him so this is better understood with the analogy of a father who rewards his child for good behavior the behavior is rewarded with something the child desires but not with something that they, they, that is directly connected to the good behavior like if the child you're potty training your kid he's three years old you're potty training him every time that a day goes by that he was able to go potty to the party and not pee in his pants you're gonna reward him for, for, for being able to, to, to keep this behavior. So, but what are you gonna give him? You're gonna give him a toy, you're gonna give him a, a lollipop, you're gonna sh- let him watch TV for an hour. It has nothing to do with what, it, what the behavior is, is, it is. It, th- that's how it is. So, in a deeper sense, reward is a result of keeping the commandments. An explanation of this would be, if a person who is overweight and he's experiencing many health issues because of this. And suddenly one day he wakes up and he decides, "I'm, I'm done with this. I don't want to be heavy anymore. I want to get a healthy lifestyle." And he goes to a nutritionist and he enrols in the in the in the gym and he goes every day. He gets a trainer and he exercises and he starts dieting and he starts changing all his eating habits. And instead of eating potato chips and eating crackers and cakes and cookies and ice cream he's gonna start eating vegetables and protein and he's gonna start eating a much healthier diet the 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 result will be that he loses weight and his health will be improved but it's the result of what he's doing what brings him this that's it the same is with us when you want a blessing in your life you have to access the, the, the the code that's what it is that's why many people get upset when something is wrong in their lives and, and they go to the rabbi and the rabbi tell them do you eat kosher no why don't you start eating kosher and they get very upset and they say oh, what the nerve I'm going through this horrible thing in my life and he's telling me to go and eat kosher it has nothing to do but in reality it has everything to do because When you eat kosher, there's a cause, there's a cause and there's a consequence, there's an effect when you eat kosher. So whatever is the malady, when you tap into the code of, 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 of that thing that needs to be um, corrected, and let's say it was eating kosher, or maybe it's that you have to light Shabbat candles, or maybe it is that you have to give more tzedakah, whatever it is, that's why people start doing mitzvot, because they have to crack the code. Because it is the effect, it is the consequence of keeping the mitzvot. That's what it is. So these rewards that Hashem is promising us, really, in reality, they're just the consequence of our actions. This is what it is. So his good health is not some kind of external reward for such change of of lifestyle, rather is the natural result of his own behavior. The same can be applied to praying every day, to being honest in your business dealings, to changing the way you treat people. All these things that we change in our behavior, bring different effects in our lives so that's why this month we're counting the omer it's 49 days in which we're refining ourselves and every day we have to tap into two sephirot to combination, a combination of two sephirot and work on ourselves to be able to receive the Torah because this is the what cracks the code this is the secret to causing an effect in, the, in your life. So, the important thing to remember here is that one should always be focused in, in the Kavana, which is the intention of why we do the things we do, why we keep the Torah. Whatever amount of mitzvot you, you, you keep, think about it. Why do you keep them? What is your motivation? And and, and This is it's really a very important part of our service to God because the Torah can be an elixir an elixir to the soul but if it's used in a selfish way it can become a poison to the soul and there's a, a cute story it's cute but it's sad at the same time of a man a miser a very very cheap man that was very very wealthy and one day um, a man came and knocked on his door and he said please can you give me some food i'm dying of hunger i haven't eaten in four days I, i think i'm gonna die if i don't eat something so the man said to him oh no i don't give food to losers here you should go to the synagogue and they'll feed you there so the man turns around to go to the synagogue and he doesn't even make it to the synagogue he drops dead and then there's the, the, the synagogue sets, sends this message that this, this person died in the street, a homeless man, and that they need um, to, to, to get money to be able to bury him, and if whoever can give money, and he ran and he gave a check. And then they said, "And we need." And he said to the wife, "I'm gonna go and give money to bury this man." And then they said, "We need a minion to go and bury this man to, in a proper way with with honor." So the man said to the wife, "I'm coming late. I'm going to the to 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 the to the burial of this man. It's a it's a big big mitzvah to go and bury the dead." And then they're asking for another donation to be able to sent to his son that needs to travel to be able to do Kaddish whatever the man was so busy doing mitzvahs for the for this man that he forgot the whole the whole purpose like he was busy running doing the mitzvahs getting the rewards but at the end of the day the first thing he had to do was give food to this man he got it confused and so this is what the the the, the The Ibn Ezra is telling us, don't lose sight of why you keep the Torah, it's for God, if you have a poor person knocking on your door, hello, give him food, or give him something to eat, or give him money to go and get something to eat, whatever, don't turn your back, this is it so the Rebbe Rabbi Menachem Mender Schneerson give us a different approach and in Lichutey Sihot he gives us the icing on the topping of the cake Hasidut really sweetens everything and he explains that a person is comprised of many parts which are basically divided in three we have our head we have our body the torso and then we have our legs and the head is the house of the intellect Uh, of all our intellectual faculties, which is wisdom, uh, understanding and knowledge. And it's the place where the senses are controlled, our our sight, our our smell, our our taste, our hearing. And and the body is the house of the emotions. It carries our emotions and the like. And the feet host only our ability to walk, which is the lowest of the three. Nevertheless, the soul's vitality of a person which transcends that specific functions, is found equally in the entire body. So the Rebbe continues to talk about deeper concept that is, is the essence of life, and what is really the essence of life, and what are we made of. In reality, the day that you die, you're not your body, you're not your, your brain, you're not your intellect, you're not your senses, you're not your feet. The day you die, you're your neshama, you're your soul. And that soul in reality is a piece of God, mamesh, mamesh, a spark of Hashem. This is what it is. At the end of the day, we're one with Hashem. And this piece of God, really, this divine um, uh, aspect of Hashem that is really inside of each one of us, is our core. This is it. And when we connect to that part of us, the only way that we can connect to that part of us is through the Torah study and the fulfillment of Mitzvot. That's the only way you can connect to that. Because the Torah is Hashem's will. It's what He wants. This is The only way we can know Hashem is by knowing what He wants. When you love a person, you know what He wants. This is how you get to know someone. You know they don't like fish, you know they don't like to go to the movies, you know they love red roses, whatever, but this is how you get to know a person. So the same is with Hashem. So when we connect to Hashem's will, when we connect to His will through the Torah, by learning Torah, by doing mitzvot, we're really connecting to our own essence which is a part of god so the idea that the torah is our core gives us a glimpse of understanding of our previous discussion about the physical reward promised to us for keeping the torah and the mitzvot when a person serves and loves god with all his heart with all his soul and with all his might the spiritual and the material are no longer two different things they are actually two sides of one coin so when a person is able to keep the torah keep the commandments for the sake of heaven for god's sake just to do his will with no ulterior agenda then in reality we are connected connecting to our essence if the torah only affects my spiritual self and merits only spiritual reward then i haven't been able to sufficiently reveal the torah as my core identity only when my Torah learning and the fulfillment of my mitzvot shine through and through, all aspects of my life will be permeated with the essence, with with the essence, which in truth is God's essence revealed through me. So the whole purpose of the Torah, of doing mitzvot in this world, is to reveal God in this world, is to make Him real, to make Him a dwelling place in this world so when one receives material goodness for his spiritual service by God sending us the rains and at the proper time and the trees of the field and good health and children and all these beautiful blessings it becomes obvious that the Torah is that person's entire identity it is just the, 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 the effect it's the, 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 the culmination it's the, the, the after of what we're doing it's part of it so the lesson for us is this we ought not to focus on the reward whenever you're doing something try hard not to think what's in this in here for me and we also ought not to get caught in trying to be everything rather we must remember that our Jewish way of life is our identity just focus on that part of your life focus that you're a Jew that's your identity This is why you're here, this is your purpose. It's not random that you were born to a Jewish mom who was born to a Jewish mom. And the Torah in our very life and inner core is this essence is only fully revealed when the Torah is the air that we breathe in every step we take, both in the spiritual and material aspects of our life so therefore god promised physical reward for keeping the torah as a sign that it is it is our core the physical and the material worlds really are one and um i want to finish off like it's interesting that this parsha really is is the shabbat before shavuot no actually it's two shabbats before shavuot but we're entering already into shavuot mode which is the giving of the torah it's good to understand why we receive this Torah. It, it's, it, we have to be people that learn and know why we're who we are. So, I want to finish off by wishing you a blessed week, and hasak hasak benit hasek, be strong, be strong, and may we be strengthened. It, this is the whole purpose of our existence. It's the Torah and the mitzvot, and um, let's just do it and live a little higher, thank you.